0: Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this
1: is Jonah Trebowasser.
0: Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service.
1: Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life.
0: And Jonah, today will be talking to Dr. David Crenshaw about child psychology and Rosie's Law, But not until after these important messages, so stay tuned. I
1: promise I will. What can you do as a member of Rotary? You can eradicate polio. You can
0: promote peace. You can feed the hungry. You can help children do better in school. Whether it's helping to eliminate a dreaded disease, volunteering at a food bank, or equipping a school library. Rotary is people who know that by working together, you can do anything. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion.
1: For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org.
0: Good morning. This is Sarah O'Connell, and I'm welcoming you back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. Jonah, are you paying attention? Because you're on the air now.
1: I am paying rapt attention. I
0: want 150% attention because we have somebody very special in the studio today.
1: At my age, I can't give 150% of anything anymore. Okay, well,
0: I'll I'll take whatever you can give. How about, are you picking up what I'm laying down?
1: This is a family program, and my wife listens to this. (laughs) Can we get to our guest Who's a wonderful? Yes, human being. we
0: shall because we. This is going to be a fascinating show. Actually, um, something I've read read about here and there in the papers. But Dr. David Crenshaw is going to be discussing uh, child psychology and the why and how Rosie's Law, a law that came into effect, I think it was how many years ago, Joni? We're
1: going to find out. We're going to find
0: out. Rosie's Law here in New York State. Welcome to the show, Dr. Crenshaw. Thank you. And you found your way down to the studios here.
2: That's right.
0: (laughs) And um, well, let's just get right to it. You had you had uh, when we were off, Mike, Joni, You had a couple of fascinating questions, so I'm going to throw it to you. Thank you. To well, open
1: first of all, it's a delight and a treat to have Dr. David Crenshaw, one of the most respected members of the medical profession here in the ha- uh, Hudson Valley, uh, on our show with us. Uh, good morning, Dave. Thank you. And, uh, and Dr. The- David Crenshaw has an extensive history in Rotary, and is including as a Paul Harris Fellow, one of our big supporters.
2: I was. Um in the Rhinebeck Rotary Club for about 40 years.
1: Right. So I doc- 10 tenure. Right. Dr. Crenshaw, you are a child psychologist. I can understand why adults trying to cope with the pressures of life might need some help once in a while, but
2: little children, uh, so why, why would children need to go to a psychologist? For a wide uh, variety of reasons. Um, Kids have problems in school, uh, worries, anxieties, Uh, some children wake up in the morning with stomach aches uh, and maybe don't want to go to school because they're feeling anxious. Um, Some kids, um, like adults, get depressed and uh, really suffer from mood uh, problems. Um, Some kids have behavior problems and have difficulty with uh, controlling their impulses and and behavior in the classroom. So
0: so I'm just – this sounds a little bit of a combination of physiology and psychology. mm I mean, is some of this – just because of chemical things going on with kids or?
2: In some cases, there are certainly uh, biochemical or uh, neurogenic uh, contributions. Okay. Um, but and
0: how do you separate that out?
2: Well, you, you really can't in any uh, quantified way. You just uh, know that there's a contribution both uh-huh. from the, the biology of the, of the person and the environment in which they grow up. So
0: if a, uh, another physician or parents want to seek out um, counseling for their child, then the, the root cause is not always known. It's That's just right. you're just responding to some behavioral or 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 symptomatic physical symptoms and things like that.
2: That's right. Okay. Um, you know, often we don't know the the root cause because it's complex. Right. It's yeah. a mix. of— I
0: would think. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: One of the most fascinating things
1: uh, that I learned uh, in my first contact with you david uh, uh, quite a while ago and i'm not going to mention names but a young man i knew was having uh, behavioral problems and you said that uh, the problem was he had an eight-year-old mind and a five-year-old body with a two-year-old temperament that he was too almost too smart for his own good do you see a lot of that where, where people young people are uh, intellectually advanced but the emotional age hasn't caught
2: up and, sure and, and what do we do about that kind of thing well, uh, that that's not unusual. That in in terms of development, uh, kids are somewhat uneven. They can be advanced in one area intellectually, let's say, cognitively, and emotionally or socially, uh, they may may be lagging behind. So we'll in that case we'll uh, look at what's needed for that child to kind of developmentally uh, correct uh, that uh, impact balance, uh, what kind of experiences we can uh, uh, encourage in that child that will help them to feel more competent in those other areas. You know, in Hollywood, uh, the the
1: Hollywood cliche of the psychologist, psychiatrist is the adult lying down on the couch and spilling <laughs> his or her troubles to the doctor while the doctor sort of nods and writes little notes. Uh, I assume that's not what you do with the children. And in fact, there's a great picture on your website, and we'll talk about your website in just a second, of you surrounded by stuffed animals. You look like Jim Henson at the Muppets. <laughs> um, h- how do you approach a child who's, who's got uh. these kind of problems and you know, who may be only five or
2: six and can't... Articulate as well as an adult. Well, the the language of young children is play. Uh, like like you said, Jonah, they don't come in and sit in the chair and say, "I've been feeling uh, kind of out of sorts lately, and uh, I, I, I think maybe I'm having some issues with my uh, uh, mother or father or teacher." Um, the, the, they don't they don't approach it the way adults do, uh, but they are able to express what their worries are, their conflicts uh, through play or drawings or uh, some kind of expressive uh, uh, media Uh, sometimes uh, they'll make a picture in a sand tray Uh, that's very uh, revealing and very uh, uh, helpful in terms of understanding what's really going on inside So do
0: you use um, artistic expression um, um, maybe music or things like that as part of, as part of the therapy?
2: I, I try to use any modality that uh, creates what I call a portal of entry mm-hmm. uh, that allows me to understand the child better and allows the child to be able to communicate mm-hmm. um, in their own language. Their so what's the language.
0: youngest patient that you've ever had?
2: Um, out I, of curiosity. I, I work with two-year-olds, uh, even, mm-hmm. even younger than that at times, uh-huh. Really? Because play is, uh, uh, again, the natural language mm-hmm. of these really young children. And so even two-year-olds will come in and, and try to work with the little miniatures that we have in the office and try to make some kind of picture in the sand or play out something with the, the puppets uh-huh. uh, or the, the animals. It, it's incredible how often they can uh, go right to the heart of the matter.
0: And conversely, um, what is the cutoff for the top of the age bracket for you? When when does somebody kind of get get promoted to a diff, to, a, to a, not a child psychologist, but a regular well, therapist? Well, I think
1: what Sarah's trying to find out is you can possibly help me.
0: Yeah. Well, you're the one that brought up the intellectual yes, ma'am. and and the actual age.
2: So, Well, <laughs> okay. I, I, I think older adolescents uh, are very much like adult uh-huh. patients, although not always, because, uh, again, developmentally, as you mentioned, Jonah, some of the, uh, those kids can mm-hmm. also be quite young, mm-hmm. emotionally or socially. Well, you know, goodness, we, we, we all
0: know adults who have, <laughs> what, what did you say, two-year-old temperaments? Right.
2: We we, <laughs> uh, like we like mentioned that.
1: Dr. Crenshaw's website. Dr. Crenshaw, give us your website, and folks at home get a pencil and paper. We'll repeat it in the second half of the show.
2: It's child therapytechniques.com one more time doc uh, www.childtherapy Techniques.com. So,
0: Dr. Crunshaw, you in private practice, or uh, where, no? I retired. are you?
2: I, reti- <laughs> I retired from private practice after 36 years. Oh, wow. In Rhinebeck in June of last year, mm-hmm. I work um, mostly full time. It's, it's it's supposed to be a part time physician, okay. but but I work mostly full time at the Children's Home of Poughkeepsie. I see. And uh, interestingly, the Children's Home of Poughkeepsie was established in 1847.
0: Is that right? I
2: like to point out 16 years before Lincoln was elected president.
0: Okay, to put it into perspective.
2: (laughs) And, you know, we're going to find out more about uh,
1: the great work that Dr. David Crenshaw does with the young people here in the Hudson Valley and also about his uh, spearheading something called Rosie's Law in just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois and my co-host is the well-adjusted Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guest is Dr. David Crenshaw. And Sarah, who keeps us on an even keel by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week?
0: Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. You can call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by the featured Rotary Clubs of East Fishkill, Fishkill, Goshen, and Highland, New York.
1: And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel. CPAPC is a full service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm.
0: JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family
1: transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation.
0: JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgsPC.
1: Juttleson, Giordano and Siegel, your essential partner in business.
0: SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com.
1: Salisbury Bank and Trust, Member FDIC, an Equal Housing Lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching.
0: Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell again, and I'm joined by my co-host Jonah Treeboiser. Jonah, in, yes, tre- ma'am? in treatment, Jonah. Um, Gina, that's an inside psychology help. joke. I am
1: beyond help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have been chatting um, in the first segment with Dr. David Crenshaw, who's a child psychiatrist, very well-known. Psychologist, th- psychologist. Psychologist. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, he doesn't have a go-to. Very, <laughs> very well-known throughout the Hudson Valley, especially in the Rhinebeck-Red Hook area right, right. and Poughkeepsie area. And, um Part of why we invited uh, Dr. on to the studios today was to discuss his involvement and in really, he's spearheading um, a bill which is pending, um, called Rosie's Law. And Rosie's Law is, um, well, basically, y- y- tell us exactly what Rosie's Law is, Dr. Crenshaw. Nobody knows this topic
2: better than you. Okay. Well, Senator uh, Terry Gibson and Assemblyman Frank Scartados um, introduced uh, in the Senate, New York State Senate and the, the Assembly, uh, Rosie's Law in April of 2000 and Thirteen, and it has been slightly amended um, in its current version that we hope will be passed this year. But it provides uh, the option uh, with the approval of the of the court for a vulnerable witness, uh, it could be a child, it could be a disabled person, uh, it could be an elderly person who's being abused and uh, intimidated, any person who would have difficulty communicating effectively on the stand, uh, there would be the possible accommodation of a uh, specially trained, we call them facility dogs, facility courthouse dogs, um, who would accompany that person to the stand and provide uh, comfort to them, uh, help help them to be able to, to really testify. To at, be
0: at ease and to be mm-hmm. more vocal and more articulate. That's so,
2: right. So, Dr. David
1: Crenshaw, there is a story behind this uh, proposed law, and Rosie is not the name of the child witness Rosie was a a dog that's right
2: a a golden retriever a golden retriever and what happened was uh, uh, Jessica not her real name was a adolescent girl uh, at our program the Children's Home of Poughkeepsie And we knew that she had to testify in a trial uh, against a family member for uh, sexually abusing her over a period of years. And we knew from our working with her, uh, one of my uh, clinical staff, Lori Stella, was the uh, therapist with Jessica, we knew that she wouldn't be able to testify uh, because she could hardly talk about these things with her therapist. Because
1: of the trauma of what happened to
2: her. Exactly. And so uh, I uh, just fortunately, uh, coincidentally, uh, attended a conference in 2010 uh, where I learned about uh, the use of these uh, specially trained dogs in court in other states. So when I came back from the conference, I uh, went to the district attorney's office, and uh, God bless them, uh, they were very open to it.
0: Well, they really embraced this information that you were sharing.
2: That's right. They 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 had not heard about this practice, but. Um, they were open to it, and uh, and when when the trial started, it um, they uh, put in a petition mm-hmm. uh, before Judge Stephen Greller uh, to allow uh, the dog. And th- this Rosie. was here
0: in Poughkeepsie. It
2: was here in Poughkeepsie mm-hmm. in uh, June of 2011. Okay. And uh, Rosie, uh, the the judge ruled that there was sufficient grounds. Um, that Jessica really was a vulnerable witness and needed this accommodation.
1: Well, you know, regular listeners to our show know that my day job involves uh, law and law enforcement. And certainly in the past, uh, child witnesses, even young teenage witnesses, have been allowed to bring up something such as a teddy bear or a favorite doll, something to make it less nerving. Because just testifying in court, even if you're just a a third-party witness, you're not a victim of crime, is a kind of nerve-wracking thing for the layperson. Well, it's very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was one step beyond, though. This was uh, a live dog. You know, in the Red Hook Rotary Club, we have therapy dogs, right. uh, also golden retrievers. Of course. Um, yes, naturally. I'm
0: a golden girl, <laughs> golden retriever girl myself. And they so. go
1: to the hospitals and, and comfort small children who are waiting for appendectomies ac- or tonsillectomies, or, and also uh, senior citizens in the nursing homes. And it's a very successful program that we're very proud of in Rotary. This is one step beyond. And uh, having some familiarity with this case i know that the defense attorney and you know he has a job to do to protect his client's rights was concerned that having that dog on the stand would bring a little bit too much sympathy toward the child. It's like, you know, Lassie
2: and Timmy. Um, how would you address yes. that, Dr. David how Crenshaw? Do you f- feel about well, that? Well, Judge Greller was very thorough in uh, making, uh, making clear to the jury uh, that they were not to make any assumptions as a result of the presence of the dog. The dog was seated along with the witness before the jury came in, mm-hmm. so they were unable to to see the dog and So the
0: dog was in the witness booth Yeah, in, okay. the, yeah. in the booth with the child. Exactly yeah.
2: um, and and the dog was between the witness and the judge uh, the jury was on the other mm-hmm. side so they couldn't really see they knew the dog was there because mm-hmm. they'd been given instructions. When they were interviewed afterwards by uh, Judge Greller they said it, it played no role whatsoever mm-hmm. uh, in their deliberations um, and the appellate Court in New York as well as California and the state of Washington has rejected that argument. Uh, Compared to the uh, uh, preponderance of the evidence that was presented in the trial, uh, the presence of the dog was not viewed as a...
0: Compensating uh, factor, or swaying anybody one exactly. way or the other.
2: Exactly. Okay. Well, you know, given that,
1: you, you wonder why we didn't have to bother having a law if it's, uh, if well, it's within the judge, judge's discretion to allow this.
2: Well, the, the problem is that some of the, the terms aren't well defined. Uh, a part of the uh, purpose of Rosie's Law is to clarify what a, a, a facility courthouse dog is. And put a protocol in place. That's right. Uh, and, and and also what the uh, uh, amended version of Rosie's Law allows uh, is for adults uh, you know let's say a battered uh, spouse mm-hmm. um, or an elderly person uh, to have this accommodation mm-hmm. uh, th- th- this wouldn't be allowed under the court decisions so far mm-hmm.
0: but it's for vulnerable witnesses that's right well I mean any type of um, it, well I give you an example when I go to have my blood drawn, which I just did this past week for uh-huh. my annual checkup. The lady who draws my blood knows that she has to hold my hand at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's just anything that makes you yeah. feel uncomfortable, just a little touch,
1: exactly,
0: um, by somebody you know who's there for you, helps you get to the other side of the. I'm experience. so happy
1: you said that because I thought I was what? the only. I was only <laughs> I was the only needle wimp around here. I'd
0: rather have, get a root canal than have my blood drawn. <laughs>
1: they actually have not only just the phlebotomists, but they have you know, the biggest... The vampires, No, no, the, the biggest aid they can find to catch me if I faint. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> our, yeah. our guest anyway, on radio. anyway, so
0: we're, to, not to make light <laughs> of it, but certainly anybody who's been through some type of traumatic experience and then has to get up there in a sterile environment with a room full of people they don't know and fluorescent lights mm. and discuss it and be cross-examined and grilled. Exactly. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, so definitely... Um, that's, it just sounds like a wonderful thing and, and good for you for bringing it back for, you know, being exposed to it, going directly to people that could help make things happen and could help change things for the better.
1: Now, Dr. Crenshaw, in the minute we have left, I know there's a, a, a symposium coming up that you want to let us all know about.
2: Yes. Uh, at Marist college on April thirtieth Wednesday, April thirtieth, from nine to three p.m. nine a.m. to three p.m. Uh, the people who started this whole uh, courthouse dog movement from Seattle are going to be here with their courthouse dog, and Ace, our facility dog at the <laughs> children's home, will also be on stage uh, participating in this. Uh, Senator uh, Gibson, Gibson and uh, Assemblyman Scartados are hoping to attend. Uh, Uh, after the legislative session uh, in in Albany. They hope to get there in the early afternoon. Um, And I will be speaking about the uh, uh, research uh, suggesting that dogs can reduce the stress of people uh, and enable them to more effectively communicate. And Lori Stella, the therapist with uh, Jessica,
0: uh-huh. will so, also be we'll speaking. Also give, we'll us,
2: be give us the date again, the location, uh, and how it, we can reserve. Okay. It's April the 30th, Wednesday, at Maris College. You, you must pre-register, there's no cost, by calling Aaron at the Children's Home, 845 uh, 452 1420 extension 177 seven. one more time with the phone number okay 845452 five, one four two zero extension one seven seven. And if you
1: want to see a great picture of Dr. Crenshaw with all of his puppets, the your your website again. www.childtherapytechniques.com. Dr. David Crenshaw, thank you so much for everything you do for young people in the Hudson Valley, and thank you for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank you, Jonah and Sarah. And Sarah, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week?
0: Well, Jonah and Dr. Crenshaw. Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consult. Needs and you can call them at 845 692 9500 and by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by the featured Rotary Clubs of Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri Village, Millbrook, and Nanuet.
1: For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co host Sarah O'Connell, our engineer, the fabulous Jay Bursey, and our producer, Sue Nagleri, this is Jonah Trevwasser, thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join. join. Join us again next week at this same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And be sure to look us up on our website, radiorotary.org.